I Got the Hell Out does contain explicit content that might not be suitable for some listeners, such as children, those that easily get offended, and we do recommend that listeners at work put your earbuds in if you have co-workers around. And if you like the show, please spread the word by telling as many people as you can. We'd also appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, hopefully with five stars, and review the podcast on iTunes. You can find us there as well as on Stitcher and Overcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WasInACult, on Facebook at I Got the Hell Out, and on Instagram at I Got the Hell Out with an underscore after each word. You can contact us through our website at IGotTheHellOut.com. Hi, guys. Hey, this is Laura. And it's Deb. And it's another episode of I Got the Hell Out. And our Kool Aid recipe. We're just going to jump Whoa, right into that. Right today. into that. Um, well, actually, it's pretty much the same recipe. You can just either flip flop depending on the flavors of Kool Aid you want. Okay. Um, I'm a black cherry kind of person, but, and I told you orange was the nasty flavor Kool Aid, right? Yeah. But I'm willing to try this with the orange flavor Kool Aid. Oh, okay. okay. So it's what either it? a dream sickle or a cherry bomb. Okay. Oh, the cherry bomb one sounds good. Uh, it's either black cherry or orange Kool-Aid and whipped cream vodka. Again, I didn't know they had that flavor. I, 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 ch- I checked your pantry today for something to munch on because I didn't have anything. I need to make a Walmart run. And my Lord, woman, the bottles of vodka you have in there and it's, oh my God, half thing of Southern Comfort. Are you hiding something from me? It's Southern Comfort's for my aunt. <gasps> oh, okay. She uh, Yeah, she loves Southern Comfort. So that's like at Christmas time for like... You know, when she comes over at Christmas time. Gotcha. Because I mean, Southern last comfort. episode you said you had dust on the bottles and stuff. There should be dust on that, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. No, I'm not a Southern Comfort person. Um, that was the first thing I got drunk off of, Southern Comfort and Kool-Aid. And don't ask me what the kind of Kool-Aid it See, was. So you were meant to have Kool-Aid. I, I don't know, but my mother trusted me to go out that night. and Because usually I'd attend the parties and I'd pass everything up. I was the sober one there and I watched everybody you know, catch a buzz. And I thought it was funny because I was, you know, 17 years old. And one day, you know, I just reached out and everybody's jaw dropped to the ground and it was Southern Comfort and Kool-Aid, which was just too sickeningly sweet. But you start drinking it and catching a buzz and you drink more. And there you are. Yep. (laughs) Yep. 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 Oh, I went, we were supposed to do this last week, but of course I forgot because, you know, Life happens. Life happens. But we need to thank, we have three new Patreon members. Um, So a big thank you to Alice M, Dana H, and Samantha T. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. And we had our meetup this past. We did. It was so much fun. Friday. Yeah. Yes. Um, Well, let's see. I'd like to give a shout out to Todd and Gabriel. Um, I posted a- Gabrielle. Gabrielle. I'm so bad with names. That's probably how you had it written in your book. No, I wrote it exactly as she is on our Facebook friends. Oh, okay. But uh, Todd gave me the most awesome hat to wear at work. And you just posted that this morning on Facebook. I did, with 600 pounds of chicken wings behind me. And, you know, that's just a normal Saturday there. That isn't even wing night. That was insane. That picture is nuts. And if and, and mom, I work with Storm. He's back at the pizza table there. He's got his little tassel hat on, too, because it's 50 degrees in the kitchen. Because once everything gets going in the afternoon, the kitchen heats up. So they just let us freeze in the morning. Thank you, Todd. You kept my ears warm. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was great meeting you guys. Um, Paul and Erica. Um, Erica was quite funny, and she's going to have to fi- figure out a way to listen to the damn podcast. Exactly, exactly. Well, no, Danny from Working Stiffs downloaded the app. Well, she had the app, but he put our podcast and his in her, like, subscribe to them for her. Okay, now last so episode... Now- have you ever seen someone drinking so much that they're not going to remember the next day? Oh, yeah. She's not going to remember. I, that's what I'm saying. Is she going to see the podcast I'll remind there? her on Thanksgiving. Oh, that is so funny. I'll, may, I'll show her how to actually play it. Nice. Yeah. Remember to start her at episode 22. Okay. So, um, like to say hi to Julie Mulligan. She's uh, uh, She started following us. She's part of the Working Stiff podcast crew who... Uh, apparently listens to us also and she came over and we had a nice conversation and hugs and drinks you met a lot of nice people yes we did we had a lot of fun and if you miss this one make sure you show up at the next one which i don't know when that's going to be but it's going to be probably where you work right yes 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 um and remember i was quite perplexed on how i ended up with such a large bill at the end of the night laura oh no what was on it you didn't even show this to me what is well um on the back of it it says to tracy dave says hello uh, somebody who the hell are those people People that were at the meetup who, I guess, Tracy's going to be thrilled that Dave said hello. I don't know. Oh, so oh, we were supposed to say that. I, somebody wandered up to me and says, hey, on your podcast, can you tell Tracy Dave said hello? Oh, alrighty then. So that's okay. what I just did. Okay. I, so, I fulfilled, so I fulfilled the back of my receipt. Okay, so the front of the receipt. Oh, gosh. Now, see, on the front of the receipt, um, I, we were, I personally was splitting um, with... You know, Gabrielle and Todd. Did I say that right? Okay. I think, yeah. <laughs> I'm always paranoid when I say people's names wrong. They correct me on Facebook. By the way, this is how you pronounce my name. Um, and I knew, and they left money for what they ate and stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm getting ready for today, and lo and behold, here's this note from, um, you know, to Tracy. And I'm like, what's this written on? And I open it up, and it's it's the receipt. Apparently... People felt it okay to add on to my tab. So, oh my God, what was on it? Well, let's see. Um, me and those guys had the sampler platter. Okay. They split a Rachel, and I got the Greek chicken pizza. Okay. Okay. Now here's where it gets a little dicey, because I didn't order a grilled chicken salad. <laughs> I Marie had it. I did not order a Captain Morgan and Pepsi. I did not order a draft beer, a white Russian, and a shot of Stoli. <laughs> so apparently that's where... <laughs> the um, white Russian is Marie. Okay, well, I'll have to get on her. You have to, one. like, bitch at Marie about that. And her salad, that was Marie. Okay, well, anybody I do- bought drinks for, You're salute. welcome. <laughs> salute. <laughs> yeah. That's all part of the fun, Debbie. I, You know, Marie was saying something about... The bartender only charged her for one drink, and she says she has no idea whose tab it was. Now I know. Now you know. Now I know. All righty. Well, um, I paid people stuff off. And okay. Let's see. Oh, 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 oh. One other thing about the meetup. Okay. Where the hell was your milk? You were supposed to bring a jug of milk. I forgot it. Well, my friend Sherry's like, where the hell's the picture? I forgot it. And I was kicking myself in the butt halfway there. Well, next meetup. Because I knew I was going to eat. The next meetup, I'm going to remind you. I'll leave one in the cooler. 
Okay, cool. So, and we have a whole back room to ourselves. Oh, nice. And it'll be posted That'll on. Be, it'll be about only posted on Facebook again. So sometime after the new year. Yes. Um, and I want some of those chicken wings. I'm not making them for you. <laughs> not unless you're going to meet me after work so we can like watch those VCR tapes of Nancy Grace and shit. I'll bring oh, chicken okay. wings home. No, I'll watch those, those bleh, the VCR tapes. Well, I get off at four on Mondays. So. And I work till five, though. So? And then you know me. I'm like in bed by seven. Oh. I'm like 90. Anyway, on. moving on, moving on. Um, to our pending posts on Facebook. Um, Catherine K, she shared, I'm just, I'm not even going to read this. Um, it's a Requiem Mass by Mozart, okay? And um, it's just a, 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 something for the soul of souls or deceased people. If anybody's interested in that, you can read up on that. Uh, hi, Nuke. I finally sent you the link to fight. He's a truck driver. Okay. And he never writes it down because he's always having church in his in his garage. And he's he's got the hard stuff. He's funny as hell. And we have uh, Fiona R's joining us from Australia. She's catching up. Hey, Fiona. And she says, yes, we do use the C word, but it's a term of endearment. So oh, it, it is. No, it is over there. It's, it means a whole different thing. I, I just find it funny, you know, and we're offended by it. And over there, no. I'm learning to not be offended by words anymore. So words have no power over you. Well, you should be offended by actions. Actions, yes. Words, no. Right. So, hmm, let's see. What else do I have? Um, Jess B. asked... Did the cult start Young Living Essential Oils? No, we didn't, or I'd probably be rich by now. Um, they they jump on everything and anything that they know will make them a buck. Um, there was a woman who, I, I really never got to know her, I don't even remember her name, but she was in speech class, and she's the one that brought the oils to the cult. And she quickly became one of little man's wives, of course. Of course. And he um, started promoting the oils because, you know, God made these plants and these come from that. And and he can make a buck. Back then, I don't think anybody really thought about that. Um, but a friend of mine did show me shortly after I left the cult. Um, you can go on the Young Living um, webpage. Mm-hmm. And it'll show like the top 10, 20, 100 distributors. Is he one of them? He's one of them because everybody in the cult buys the oils from the health food store that they run. Oh, so if we go on that website, Young Living, Young Living, I haven't been on there in years. I'm saying if we go on there, we can pull up maybe, I don't know, and see Little Man maybe? Uh, at least his name. I was surprised to see his name. And I think he was like number six or seven. Oh my God. Which is still how much money in that's, a that's multi-level a marketing scheme. That's a shit ton of money. And I know they're still selling the oils to this day. And a lot of that shit, you could pay $100 for 50 milliliters. Mm-hmm. And because cult members are poor, they let them buy a lot of the oils with their second tithe. Because it would keep you healthy mm. so you can keep coming to the feast. Okay. Okay. But I remember they bought in bulk these little teeny tiny. I have there's one downstairs. They're little bottles. I have to put a penny next to it. Okay. Okay. Um, but they would sell like drops of this stuff, 
you know, they'd sell you a few drops for $5 because 50 milliliters is 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. So how much money are they making on breaking it down into bite-sized pieces on top of it? Oh, right. And, um, like, the bottles are labeled in how much is in it. But, yeah, they're making an absolute fortune on that probably still to this day because they they don't take away things. Um, I went to look for a message between me and a friend of mine. And she asked me if I remembered about the clabbered milk. The what? Clabbered milk. Clabbered milk? Mm Mm-hmm. What is clabbered milk? Like C-L-A-B-B-E-R-E-D. Okay. Clabbered. Okay. That's when you take raw, unpasteurized milk, and it basically goes bad. And it separates. So if anybody who's ever had a gallon of milk way too long shoved in the back of your refrigerator, and you see that yellow, milky liquid surrounding what looks like a, you know, softball of white cheese, Mm -hmm. that's clabbered milk. It's bad milk. Um... And I told you they started selling the garlic ice cream. Right. So they must have had a shit ton of extra milk. And they couldn't sell it at an exorbitant price. So they started preaching that clabbered milk was good for you. And you were supposed to take um, either half a gallon or a gallon of the cult's milk. And you were supposed to let it sit on your countertop minimum of three to four days. Till it separates out. Ooh. And see, this got to be a bigger thing after I left because when they introduce something, it's like they introduce it. I kind of to see, I guess, get a feel of how people are going to react to mm-hmm. it. Um, but I refused. I mean, I, I, I love That's my so milk. That's so gross. But to look at that, it just made me want to vomit. But Oh, I can't even imagine the smell. Well, here's the, the smell would be horrendous. Well, here's the thing. They, they told you to, if you couldn't stand the taste of it, mix strawberry Nesquik in with it. Oh, God. Um, she, to this day, can't drink. Stra- she can't even look at strawberry Nesquik. Ooh. And somebody... That is, that's not going to mask it. I, I, the garlic masks the ice cream shit. Oh, God. But she remembers the cafe that they had... Um, on the grounds, and they actually sold those little individual packets so that you could make an individual glass because the, the, the cafe sold rotten, clabbered milk also because you were supposed to drink a glass of it a day or something stupid. Oh, God. You know how much crap they wanted you to eat or ingest every day? And a lot of it was probably because it was just stuff that was going bad that they needed... No, most people, like, we discussed this. They had their own pill maker with their gel capsules. Ugh. And you're supposed to be putting kelp and seaweed. And I just, I, I don't, I guess they would just come up with stuff that we can sell this to them. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. And I tried to figure it out one day and just got totally lost and couldn't even remember half of the stuff that we were supposed to buy from them. And when I moved, we had these long cylindrical tubs with, they were white with green lids Mm -hmm. and it was honey. Okay. And I have no idea how many gallons of this crap, if it was real, it had to have been real honey because I had had it so long it crystallized. If you keep real honey, you could keep it for 3000 years. And it's just a solid. And you all you have to do is add heat to it and it liquefies again. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember looking at these and thinking, I don't want this shit. I'm not taking it with me. 
but they sold it by the pound. And these cylindrical tubs, I think, you know, they're about this big <laughs> You're, like, showing, like, with size. You're, like, here, this size. Yeah, well, see, you can see. They can't see. They can imagine. But um, it wasn't as big as a dinner plate, but it was, you know, bigger than, like, a coffee saucer. Okay. And it was about, what, maybe a foot and a, a half foot high? high? Yeah. But I remember looking at the black magic marker on the top of it, of the pounds and ounces. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were $119 for one. Whoa. It was, you know, 98. For honey. 98.57. And this was back in, I'd have to say, the late 90s. Very late Damn. 90s. Um, yeah. And they, they had to have bought the honey at a discount. Do you know what I mean? If, oh, definitely. Because if you buy 100 gallons of honey... It's going to cost you significantly less than when you go buy that little bear at the little squirt bear. Yeah, Yeah, little squirt bear. I don't even know if that's real honey. But, you know, they're telling you to eat this honey and all this other stuff. And I remember my friend made a turkey. And she pulled it out of the oven and it had these big black streaks on the top of it. And I'd never seen anything like it before. And I'm like, what the heck happened to your turkey? And she says, my kids don't like eating the honey, so I figured I would brush the turkey with the honey. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, honey burns when you put it in Oops. an oven. Oops. And it came out shortly after that that you couldn't cook with the honey. You had to eat it raw. You destroyed properties of oh, the honey brother. when you cooked with it. Okay. So, yeah, you're supposed to eat spoonfuls of propolis, beefful, spoonfuls of royal jelly. Okay. You know how much royal jelly costs? That's a lot. And you're supposed to eat this shit every day. And I had friends that had to pick and choose of what they bought. Because Because there wasn't enough money. There wasn't enough money to feed their entire family all of these supplements and things and grains. And it it, it just boggles my mind. Um, Back then, it was okay because everybody else was doing it. It it seemed normal. Does that make sense to Mm -hmm. you? It, it, you're not hanging out with people like you and what we did the other night. We're hanging out at your house and we're making soap and it's just something you do, right? It, it was just like a completely different life. Right. And yeah, no, I don't know where I'm at. You're talking about honey and propolis and royal jelly. All the shit that they would make you buy. So, um, back to Jess's question. No, we didn't start young living. <laughs> Okay, um, Carrie L. says, The cult has ruined a certain last name for me. Every time I see someone with the last name, I want to ask them what their cult experience was like. Oh, God, could you imagine? Um, she says, Not good when it's your student advisor. All she was trying to do was help me decide what classes to take and how long she was a member and if she ever met Little Man. Obviously, I'm smart enough to realize it's a pretty common last name, and she would most likely have had no clue what I was talking about if I brought it up. Thankfully, I actually have a filter on my mouth. (laughs) Um, What's funny, though, is that last name, there was absolutely nobody that we knew of that had the same last name as us except the plumbing company a plumbing company okay and as i recall they actually had a billboard at one point that said something about we're not associated with them oh my god 
So, yeah. yeah you got to put that disclaimer on there. I had no idea, but I just thought it was kind of hysterical. That is. And because we were really the only ones with that last name. Like, there, there could have been military people. You know, there was a military base close by. But you would get discriminated on quite often by the base of your last name, especially when you were job hunting. And people didn't like to hire us. And you can't discriminate in the job field. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when you went to apply for the job, all they would say is, uh, it's required that you work at least four hours on Saturday. Nope. And you weren't allowed. Well, you couldn't because it's the Sabbath, you know? And yeah. So that was the way around it. I, I still think it's funny that that poster that I posted on Facebook about, you know, the different alternative. Oh, words to words use to use like gar- gosh darn shucks, you know? Yeah. And who it was written by. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's on Facebook if people want to. Oh, yeah. Everything I'm reading right now is either on Facebook or going to Facebook. And, um, oh, I'm going to do this wrong again. Isa. Isa is uh, one of our Swedish friends. Okay. And she said Schlager. And she, you know, because I said Goldschlager. Yes. Um, she asked, is it Swedish? Because that's what we call a certain music from Eurovision song contest here. Okay, I guess like it's a, um, the voice or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she goes on, and gold and glitter and glam is a very important part of that. I'm cracking up again. Um, also, my name is pronounced almost like your letter E and Sa as in Samanala. So you weren't that far off. Um, imagine a Scandinavian accent would say the letter E in English. But I've never met Scandinavian people. So, hi, girl. Thank you for... Maybe it is. Um, you know what? Goldschlager might actually be from Scandinavia. Who knows? Could be. I didn't do the research on it. <laughs> um, we did have several Jewish listeners pop in about the Passover thing. Oh, like, what about, like, leaning to the left? Yeah, and um, we're going to save those um, for our actual pass out. Pass, pass out. <laughs> Passover episode. You're thinking of the meetup. Oh, God. Everybody had such a good time. Okay. Now, remember we were talking about gall and wormwood? Yes. Okay. And we were like, what the hell's gall and wormwood? And this is either Auntie or Angie C. Um, she says, fun fact, wormwood is the ingredient in absinthe, A-B-S-I-N-T-H-E. Oh, that's a kind of alcohol. And that makes you hallucinate. Can you get any of this, Laura? You know what? I don't think you can <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Um, and it's only activated by fire, which is why you're supposed to light it up before you shoot it. Oh, no, I don't want to shoot it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, absinthe. You, you, there's, I know that there's like but a she little says, spoon. But she says you can also smoke it like it was a certain plant that's illegal here anyway. Okay. Like, you know, like pot. Okay. You can smoke okay. it. Because I guess... It's only activated by fire, so interesting. Very, very interesting. All I know is, oh, crap. There's something about when you're drinking it that there's like a little spoon, and I think there's sugar involved. I'm sure somebody can answer this on Facebook. But it's not something that you just like you drink straight. There's like a little spoon involved, and you do something with it, and it's extremely, extremely potent. Okay. So... There's lots of extremely potent stuff out there. Animals search it out. I find it funny. What did you say? Animals. 
Oh, I was like, like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, in Africa, I, I think it's baboons or something, they, they search out this one fruit tree, and they eat the rotted fruit at the bottom base of the tree, and they get drunk off of it, and you can see them all stumbling <laughs> away. Just stumbling away. Oh, my God, I'm going to check YouTube for that. Drunk baboons. Drunk baboons. Yes. What else do you have? Okay, let's see. What else do we have? Um... Do, 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 do. What are you looking for? I have no idea. You have nothing, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, well, I have something else here to share. Which technically we should probably have done the Thanksgiving episode, but we didn't have time to prepare. I didn't even think about it. So, well, we'll do it next week. We'll do the post-Thanksgiving episode. I can tell you we were not allowed to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. That was a sin. Save it. I'm just giving you that one little bit. <laughs> okay. It was You couldn't even eat a turkey sandwich because it would be a sin. You turkey had to, in general? You had to avoid turkey, anything that would be was something. It a, because fowl? Because it would, if you like went and got a piece of pumpkin pie. If you ate pumpkin pie right. on Thanksgiving, you're sinning because you're participating in Thanksgiving. A Thanksgiving, oh God. So eat cranberry, mashed potatoes, pecan pie. It, I mean, you could Any Thanksgiving, quote, Thanksgiving food. Yes. You, you just, you, you couldn't eat it. Do you know what I mean? Which I can't wait for Thanksgiving. Okay, now I was at my mom's house the other day. Oh shit, you're going into your bag. Okay. She has no reason why she kept this. My son sat on it in the back seat, so the cover's messed up. Okay, oh no. She says she can't keep this house in her house anymore because it freaks her out. Oh hell, what is it? <gasps> oh, that's creepy. Look at his eyes. That looks like a cult leader, man. It is. It's from it's, Heaven's Gate. It's, it says, follow me inside the Heaven's Gate mass suicide. Yes. And we're mentioned in here. My cult's mentioned. Oh, where? Okay. Again, I, I don't like to give too much away, um, but you gave the title on the magazine. It is from Newsweek, and it's from 1997. Okay. Okay. Now, you come back in through here. Oh, I had it marked. And, of course, you know, you got Jamestown in here. Oh, so they went through a bunch of different... There's, is that they Waco? They got Waco. This is a whole thing on cults. Different cults. Okay. Now, when you get to page 488, okay, there's a, there's a little map in the corner here. And you're on there. We're number six. That was like, how are they rating them? Like, um, it says in this little thing. Oh, and look, there's a whole thing here. I, I just might have to read part of that. Um, living on the religious fringe, the total overcomers were not alone. There are thousands of cult-like sects headquartered throughout our country, many of which are a dangerous blend of apocalyptic theories, mind control, and paranoia. Okay. Okay. And they're they're giving a sample group, um, the Brotherhood in Oregon, the Church Universal and Triumphant in Montana, uh, the International International Churches of Christ. Okay. The Church of Christ in Colorado, um, the Ananda Marga in Colorado. Never heard of that one. Mm -mm. Um, we're listed as number six in the state that we're in. The Way International in Ohio and um, the one in Florida is too much like mine, so we're not going to mention that say one it. either. Okay. So, but if you'd like to, um, would you like me to read part of this? I sure would. 
Yeah. It says... Now, this is specifically about your cult. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, And I totally forgot that this magazine was out there. And my mom was going through some stuff, and you saw the cover of it. It's just... His eyes are bugging out. He's creeping. He's dead now. Didn't he die? He died... Did he die with them or did he get in jail? I don't know. Oh, hell, I don't know. Here's where we need an assistant. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Or we could have researched it earlier, but why would we do that? We were at the bar getting drunk. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. It says, um, the city and state that I was in, this is a city with 150 churches, but the cult, which sits on a guarded 40-acre compound outside of a town, has a niche all of its own. The Old Testament Holy Days. The compound is packed with cars from all over the country, and suburban housewives sit shoulder to shoulder with inner city families, straining to hear the words of doom. Oh, jeez. Um, and they called him a church leader, which I know when this magazine came out, it made his blood boil because they're not a church because oh, church is a right. whorehouse. That's right. We were always taught that a church is a whorehouse. Oh, I like how they called him that, though. Yes. Church leader, little man, stands at a podium surrounded by a phalanx. Phalanx? Yeah, you know what that is? A group? Yeah, of armed guards. His message is the world is ending and that he is the one of the two prophesied in the book of Revelation. According to scripture, these witnesses will have powers to nearly destroy the world. A claim that gives little man blah, 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 blah. Something of a Messiah status to true believers. So, Laura, he's going to be given powers. Remember, he's traveling back in time now. Oh, he's going back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah and he's talking to the prophets, and he's he's fixing stuff on That's the timeline. Right time line. Okay. We're gonna he's get, busy. He's a busy little he's man. He's a busy little man. Continuing in the article, uh, little man built his following by holding forth on the internet and by buying time on public access TV channels in 90 cities. I'm going to stop us here. Okay. Little man didn't pay for one freaking minute on any of that. Okay? Okay. How'd that happen? <clears throat> well, okay. As an out-of-towner, um, you were encouraged to help spread the word far and wide, Laura. Okay. So when, like, we went back to Charleston, we were given pamphlets. We were given cards. Like, any place we stopped, we were supposed to, like, slip a card or a pamphlet under windshields. You know, you stop at Walmart, throw 20 or 30 out there, you know? But they also, it was called the Outreach Program. And they also had tapes where, um, what is the... Um, public radio around here. Is it like NPR? No. I don't know if NPR. It's National Public Radio. But uh, QED. QED. WQED. Okay. Now, there was audio and there was also video of the sermons. And you were encouraged as an out-of-towner to go back home to where you live and to buy time on the air for these things to be played. What? Yes. That was your contribution. Oh my God! Can you imagine if they you, didn't spend one red dime? On could you any imagine of that? if you worked at that radio station or that TV station, and someone came up to you and asked you this? Well, those radio stations—they're—they survive on stuff like this. 
I mean, but still, they have they had to be like you can have hell? you can have a show of unpopular opinion, and they will take your money and play it. Oh no, I know that, but they still have to be thinking, what the hell? It's a religious organization. They're probably not thinking much into it. Now, I almost drove off the road twice, Laura. Um, I would drive from that state back home here to PA and vice versa. And, of course, what do you do when you're driving down the highway and you lose reception? Yeah, you're just hitting, like, the scan button. Yeah, seek, seek, seek. My children are asleep in the back seat. There's no one on the highway but me. And little man's voice comes blaring oh, out of the speakers. God. Talk about a PTSD flashback of the utmost as I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, hyperventilating, alternatingly hitting the gas and the brake and trying to pull over as my brain is scrambling itself. Oh my God. And I, I didn't even think to turn it off until I was on the side of the shoulder of the road. And by then, it took me about 10 minutes to regroup. Holy shit. And now this is something that was funded by someone other than him. Yes. They, they wow. never paid one red dime. But according to this article I'm reading, you know, they pay for it, which is probably another way just to funnel money. Oh, I'm sure. Because it, we never did get anything on any of the stations back in Charleston. Um, we were encouraged to try, but, you know, that just wasn't me. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. But you were encouraged to send your receipts to them. Remember, they, they gather up all the they receipts. Get, so they could use a write-off. Right. So, you know, here you are, Laura, living in Pittsburgh, and you're paying $50 a month to have the sermon tapes played on WQED. Now, the spots on a radio station, it... You know, a prime spot might cost $200 for a half an hour. That's why I ran across this shit 2.30, 3.30 in the morning. Because it's cheap. Because it's the cheapest spots. Nobody wants it. Because nobody's listening. No one's listening. Exactly. Are you going to wake up at 2.30 in the morning to listen to Little Man's Sermon? (laughs) Honestly. Um, But as a member... You have the gratification of helping spread the message to the world. You're helping, Even if Laura. it's two in the morning, you're still helping. You're helping. Okay. You might reach only one person in 10 years that you're funding this. But that's one person that's you one. help to save, Laura. Gotcha. So. Wow. And yeah, I mean, they, they just collect everybody's receipts. Okay, wait a minute. Nah, da, 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 da. Okay. Going on in this article. Little man runs his doomsday cult as a business. He sells mobile homes to the faithful, but they reportedly forfeit the trailer without getting any of their money back if they leave the group. I'm going to stop right there. Uh, please do. Uh, yeah, that's how it works. Our feast trailer actually belonged to, and it was a single wide. It was an old shitty late sixties, early seventies model, but we weren't staying in a tent or a travel trailer. And we get presented every year with a tax bill because they had to forfeit it. And it wasn't in our name. Do you know what I mean? Right. And Kenny bought that shitty fucked up trailer for $10,000. Whoa. Meanwhile, way back when we got a tax bill for 62 bucks every year. So, yeah, um, he, Kenny, like I said, does construction and much as I hate to say it, he's freaking awesome at it. Um, but somebody on one of the job sites messed up and he ended up plummeting three stories. He landed like 
a foot away from a pile of rebar. Like, can you just imagine him falling onto a pile of rebar? Just look at me. Ooh. And like 15 pieces poking through his body. Yeah, it's a recurring fantasy I have. Instead, <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like waiting for the smart ass. Um, I was waiting. But instead, Kenny had gone skydiving a couple of times. Um, and he used that skydiving experience to flip himself over and he landed on like his oh, feet. Get out. But he hyperextended his uh, Achilles. He did damage to his knees. He compressed shit in his back. But we got a rather large insurance. Um, claim because the railing was installed wrong. He was backing up to look at something and the railing should have been nailed on the inside to stop him from going mm, over. Okay. Um, whoever had nailed the railing up, nailed it up on the outside of the two by fours. So when his weight went against it, they didn't even use the right kind of nails, but the railing, that two by four just, and he went over. So damn, but little man knew we had probably fifteen twenty thousand dollars in second tithe and he had already gotten the first tithe and he already got the second tithe and oh my god he figured out how to get that other 10 grand and it still sickens me to this day um that's the money that i i i told you my friend and a bunch of people went and partied in vegas with oh that's right yes yes with yes. your with the money that you won from the settlement Let's put it this way, between the cult and the lawyers, which I'm just going to throw a round number out there, okay? Okay. Say we got a $150,000 settlement. Okay. Once the lawyers took their money and their expenses, and then the little man got his money, we were left with fifteen grand. Wow. I mean, one-tenth of... And we had... It just... It's making me sick. I'm just going to keep reading here. Okay... He also seems to hold a frightening degree of control over his followers. Many have pierced their ears in a sign of loyalty, and more than 200 of them have legally changed their names um, to his last name in the past year. And um, you've heard me talk about the ear-alling ceremony. Yeah. And um, if, I'm actually mentioned in um, one of the local news articles, because when everybody started changing their names... Um, a reporter, of course, is doing a news article on it, and everybody knows my name used to be Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, and it had to be changed to my culty cult spelling, D-E-B-R-Y-A-H. Um, and there was a guy named John, and he went with, it was either Hebrew or Greek, I just can't keep that shit straight anymore, um, but it's Yachanon. John is Yachanon. Okay. And whatever primeval language that was and those were the two names that were mentioned in the magazine article and like i told you before mine's a unique spelling because i made it up <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah there was a lot of us flocking to two different courthouses depending on which county you lived in so because the compound was in one compound and the big city was in a different Okay. County. So where was I going? We believe that unless we follow the teachings of our leader, the world as we know it may end, said a really bad elder that I can't name because he's still there. Um, and the city that I was in, police would like to investigate reports of weapons stored on the grounds 
but are reluctant to enter the compound. Little man's followers, they say, learn survival skills from the posse comitatus. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Ooh, that's a freedom fighting group from up north that we happen to have quite a few members of. Okay. Okay. Um, which is, which in the 1980s was one of America's most violent militia groups. Several former posse members live on the compound. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and remember when I told you about the, um, we were digging in the sand? The yes, kids? you said, yeah, you told me about that. Um, I spoke to a friend of mine who was part, she was the wife of one of the ex-posse members. And they literally brought down trucks of stuff during feast time. That was their job. That's how they were helping. Mm. We were defending ourselves. We were stocking up to defend ourselves. And I can bet you that everything they brought is pretty much still out there unless it was sold or upgraded. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. And that to me was scary when all of the puzzle pieces fell together about... It's different when you know of rumors. It's different when you have an idea of something. It's different when you come back and you see that the, the, you know, the sandbank is moved and your brain is telling you what actually happened, but you have no proof. Mm -hmm. And the fact that that um, trailer belonged to a high-ranking elder before us, it makes sense that it was buried behind there because there would have always been guards watching that elder's trailer, which meant nobody would be able to go poking around back there. Um, and that includes people who knew the stuff was there and maybe wanted to steal it. Mm -hmm. so, and that was right on the property line. So, like, if I was standing there, the sandbank was, you know, two, three feet above my head, and then the fence was up on top of that. Okay. So there was nobody getting to that from the other side of the fence, and they only had to watch the left and right side of the trailer to make sure nobody was going behind it. So, yeah. Um, this isn't an article. This isn't just coming from me I saying, know. I know things, girl. You hear me? So, let's see. Um, the final paragraph reads, As the millennial sideshow puts up its tents, such cross-fertilization is likely to increase. For this is the golden age of the doomsday industry, and as frightening as their coercive techniques may be, the success of each group lies ultimately um, in their ability to tap into basic anxieties about the age ahead, in which the cult did a lot of that. They tapped into people's anxieties, and um, I know a lot of people won't speak out today because of confessions. Um, because a lot of people did tell their deepest, darkest secrets. And imagine, you know, you killed your ex-husband, Laura. But you did it in a way that you were exonerated or whatever. But you're telling me in your confession, I'm an elder's wife, mm -hmm. that you did this. And you're giving me the year, the date, where you lived. And maybe you're sobbing about how you got away with it. and But see, now you're confessing your sin and you're going to be... Saved. Right. But now you're in little man's system of, you know, unless you do this for us, we just might have to climb. We might go to the authorities. We just might go to the authorities because, you know, 
priests, Catholic priests, mm-hmm. they can absolve people for their sins, but I, I don't know. Do they have to go to the police at certain times? Like, if I walked in and told a priest that I killed three people last night... You know what? I'm not quite sure... <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not quite sure how that works. I know that... teachers, daycare workers, um, nurses, doctors, EMTs, firemen... Um, certain other people, if a child tells you they're being abused, you have you to, have by to. law, oh, definitely. report it. Okay. They yeah, they, there's a thing for child abuse that even pharmacists, we have to take training on it. But can you imagine the secrets that the cult had on oh all of these God. people and the blackmail oh, that they could have pulled the on people? they have on people. Um, my ex-mother-in-law, we weren't particularly close, but she did the books for them. And... She's living anonymously a couple thousand miles away from them. And she wants nothing to do with any of the ex-members. And I can only imagine what they have on On her. her. Yeah. And I seriously wish that she would go to authorities with what she knows. Well, but she probably won't do it because who the hell knows what they have on her. Um... Either that or she can be afraid for her safety. See, they usually go after your relatives, people that you love. Will start Things will start happening to them before anything would ever happen to you. Mm. And it's, it's part of the fear technique is they keep you scrambling. The end is coming. Um, you got to stock up. You, you have to get your food storage. You have to get your survival gear. Well, like you said, they play on your anxiety. Yes. And trust me, everybody has anxiety to some degree. Oh, good God. Oh, you are preaching to the choir, my friend. But, um, yeah, if you guys want to look up this magazine article, a really said, scary guy on the front. You said Newsweek. What was the date on that again? Well, I'm giving the exact date. Like, they got to dig through a couple of things. Come on. Well, I don't even think they'd have idea. to dig. I mean, if you just looked up 1997 Newsweek, there's going to be, what, 12 In covers? Gate. Is there going to be 12 covers? Right, there you go. Pick the one you want. And look for the article. Look for the article. Well, I just read them the article, but they can read up on the other ones. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, um, I, I, I do have a song dedication this week. Okay. Um, it's to everybody that's out there mm-hmm. listening. Okay. Um, do you know who Avicii is? No. It's Avicii, wake me up when it's all over. Oh. Okay. Um... And there's there's a line in there that says, basically, we, we spend our whole lives looking for ourselves because when you're born, you're given a name, you're given a religion, you are given ways to act, you, you are told this is who you are. And the older you get, sometimes you don't fit the mold. Mm-hmm. And being in the cult, a lot of us were told how to be, who to be, what to be. Um, I told you about the mob mentality of berating somebody verbally that I should never have done that to. Do you know what right. I mean? Um, I actually have a um, email here from... Um, she was my best friend at the time in the cult. And she sent this to my ex-husband. And see, I'm really good at being a snoop and keeping things okay Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm not really sure where I put it in the book. You gave it to me last I, week, didn't you? Or yes. do you have it? No, I gave it to you. Oops, I have it right here. Sorry. Uh huh. Uh huh. Here I am, <laughs> frantically looking for it, and it's sitting here on my desk. I asked you Bye. if you had it. You're like, no, I, I, I gave it to you. I don't think. Yeah. I totally forgot I had had this, but like, you know. So you snooped into Kenny's stuff. Well, hell yeah, I had all his passwords and everything. Why the hell not? I. I even had the key to his apartment where he was staying at one point. And I left the kids with my mom and I drove all the way to his apartment because he had the gold and silver hidden from me. And I actually took pictures of it, but of course my crooked attorney was not interested in helping me recover that money because he wouldn't have got a big enough share of it. Oh, God. That's a whole other subject. Anyway, um, this must have come from... um, Me snooping through Kenny's room because on the back of this paper, it says in handwriting, Kenny, this is a copy of the email I sent to Deb this morning and her name. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I did believe this was given to him like at a Sabbath service and maybe when he was sleeping, I snooped through his shit. I don't remember. And this is not to embarrass you, girl. This is... The mentality of being in the cult. And I'm assuming because she was losing her best friend because she wouldn't be able to solve Oh, because you were leaving. I don't know if she felt the same way, but like we did everything together. Okay. You know what I mean? And she starts it out, Deb, I just wanted to write you because I tried to call, but I guess you weren't home. I wanted to tell you, and I hope you don't get mad. I know you do not agree. You know I do not agree with your decision to leave, but I know you have your reasons. The cult is a full-time job. I have found out to stay here. There has only been one other person that I was so close to that left. And Laura, that was the person that I berated. Okay? Oh. I helped her berate the only other person that she was close to. Okay. Okay? Now, back to this. That hurt me real bad, and now you. You were closer to me than even any other friend I had in the world and even in the cult. I know you think I will not talk to you anymore or maybe you won't even talk to me. I just want you to know that I do love you as my best friend and we can talk as long as it's not about the cult. Okay? Okay. Next paragraph. Deb, there are a lot of things here that I do not understand myself, but I also know that I believe in the creator. Yes, Some of the things make no sense to me, but I keep believing. I do not believe that you never believed in this. I do not think the people you are hanging around are helping you at all. What kind of woman would leave her husband and have nothing because of her friends? And friends is in quotes. I know what you're thinking. I did not leave my husband. He left me. But I know for a fact that Kenny has done all he could and even more to make life easy and better for you. And I know you guys love each other, so why? Okay, Laura. Wow. I lived in a gilded cage. Yes, Kenny tried to make things better, but money doesn't fix when you're miserable. Right. We had the biggest, best swimming pool. We, we, I was queen of the queen of my double wide trailer. <laughs> I, I, I had a cow, which meant we had milk. Um, Kenny liked the best of everything. So. Yeah, but that's just like with anywhere. 
you could have all the money in the world, but if you're miserable, exactly, it's not going to fix it. I was so much happier trying to scrape by on my own than living where I lived and had everything. It just, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes absolute sense. Now, that's the only reason I say this is because Kenny tried to make life easier. Okay, which he did. A lot of husbands made life hard, mm-hmm. but they didn't have money. Kenny had money. So that pff, made life easier. Right. Did it make it right? No. Did it make me happier? No. And eventually, I left because you... Because happiness wins out. Um, yeah, well, back to v- Avicii, um, one, of the, one of the lines is, you know, love is the prize. I mean, love takes the cake. But here we go. Back to her uh, email. What is so bad that you would leave? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the sorry. dress, the dress code? Question mark. The milk thing? Question mark. The fact that you can't talk to other men? Question mark. The Sabbath? Question mark. The veils? And then in all capitals, what? She wants to know why I have to leave. How about all of the above? I was going to say all of the above plus a whole shitload more. Okay. She finishes up with, I just wanted to let you know that this decision you have made is wrong and that you have hurt me more than if my mother or my husband had left. I love you and hope you will come to your senses soon and realize what you have lost and what you have done to your children and your husband. If you need to talk to me, you can. Love your friend. Oh, my gosh. And I love you, girl. I understand the reason you wrote this stuff. I really do, because she listens to us. Oh, hey. But um, in reading that letter, do you see how she was told? How, she didn't believe a lot of stuff, but just... Well, right. I have problems with this, but... Being in the cult's a full-time job. You you have to believe. You have to do. You have to conform. You have to... I mean, I cried over this letter when I got it, you know, because I thought it was heartfelt towards me, mm-hmm. which maybe it was. But the fact that she printed it out and gave, gave it, it to Kenny, yeah. that just was like... Phew, it blew me away. Right. You know? Um... Another line in that Avicii song was, I didn't know I was lost. Um, we spent our whole lives looking for ourselves. And spending time in the call, I used to think, was just the most horrible thing that ever happened to me. We all have that one thing that happened. Right. But if you actually think about it, you grow from the things that happen to you. It forges you into a new person. It shows you strength, courage, and skills you didn't even know you possessed at the time. Um, I, I, you know, everybody is strong. They really are. And you just never know how strong you are until you have to be. And, you know, jumping out of that cult with me and my kids in a little tiny rental house, no friends, no family, I had to throw them into daycare and school, which they were terrified. Um, They'd always been taught that the world's bad. And here's mommy dragging them out into Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. And, you know, daddy has them on the weekends. And, of course, mommy's Satan's sister. And I, I, my son was in tears one night because there was nothing in my house he would eat. I, I, an apple. I offered him an apple. 
And he threw it down and says, I can't eat that either. Because of the cochineal bug that they put in with the wax that makes the apple shiny. Oh my God. And how old was he? Uh, I think he was seven or eight years oh old. Oh my God. And I called my ex and I, I, I was so frustrated because I mean, you have a kid that that's old and you can't make them a peanut butter sandwich. Oh my his, God. His dad told him to read everything in my house. And if, and he taught him the ingredients to look for and say, I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. And of course he wouldn't drink the store-bought milk because he grew up his right. entire life knowing that it's full of blood and pus. And I, I called Kenny up and I'm like, you need to bring your kids some food. And he told me that basically I needed to get over my ego attitude and get back to where I belonged. Whoa. So, yeah, screw you, Ken. Kenny's corner. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, maybe we'll do Thanksgiving next week. No, we'll, yeah, we'll do a belated Thanksgiving. A, a belated Thanksgiving. We'll sure. be full of turkey and stuffing sure. and all those. And some good Thanksgiving stories. Evil pagan things. Because we were taught some really nifty stuff about Thanksgiving. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. I'm wondering if we have the Thanksgiving brochure downstairs or not. Well, we have it in the kids' book. I know that. I do know at one point when I knew I was leaving, and see, this is one of those that you look back and giggle because you listen to your inner self. Mm -hmm. I started grabbing three, four, five pamphlets when I would be in the sanctuary because for some reason I thought I need to have all of these. Oh, that's weird. And, you know, all of the times I wanted to burn stuff. And I thought, no, I want to burn it all together. So I'd add something to the cult box. Mm -hmm. And over the years, it went from one cult box to four, you know. Right. And as always. Well, hey, at least we have a topic for next week. Um, and I guess the topic for this week was just a mismatch of stuff. Mm -hmm. So post meetup. Post meetup. Hey guys, we, we we really do try, but we're like the rest of you. Um, yeah. Not we, enough hours in the day. Well, we went out and got drunk on Friday night. And that was our normal prep time, so there you go. Well, you know, I'm busy all the time doing other shit anyway, but yeah, um, Friday night after I get done relatively early. I work a 10-hour shift. I'm, you know, done early enough. And I usually do try to work on the show. And yeah, we had an after party at my house. That was fun. <laughs> You came home and went to bed. And I came home and went right to bed. Yeah, we had an after party. Hi, guys. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Even Marie stayed until like almost two in the morning. Oh, dear God. I haven't been up at two in the morning and I don't know how long. Unless you had to pee. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, that's funny. Oh, hell on that note. <laughs> well, guys, as always, we, we try to inform and give a laugh or two. And Can I take a picture of you? No. You're the living embodiment of how I feel inside. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Your daughter called the Snapchat with you or something. FaceTime. Yeah, she called the FaceTime. And, and you, looked, like, you looked at me and she said, you said if she wants to see me without makeup and my hair all askew, God love her or something. <laughs> so, um, yeah. anyway, guys, um, Avicii, you know, wake me up. Um... Make changes in your life. Yep. You're not happy. Love and happiness wins. It always does. And keep going, guys. Just If you're in a dark place, reach out. People are more than willing to help. They honestly are. Yep. Even I've had people just like anonymously talk to me like in line and stuff at a grocery store. 
you know, and one woman out of this was a couple years ago. She just looked so sad. And I looked at her. I'm like, is there anything I can do to help you? And like, you could see the tears spring up. And I was just like, oh, oh my God. I went to give her a hug. And you know that sigh of relief? Like, oh my God, this feels so good. Yes. I hugged a stranger. And Aww. she cried a little bit and just said she was going through some things. And she thanked me for my hug. And Aww. she actually felt like somebody cared. And in my mind, I'm going, oh my gosh, you have to have people in your life that care. Yeah. Some people don't, though. Not even a single solitary. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, guys. Um... Love wins in the end. If you see somebody bullying somebody, step up and say something. If you can help somebody, I mean, not everybody has funds, but it, it costs nothing to be nice, to be kind. To give someone a hug. You know what I saw the other day? Hmm. I saw a coat on a tree with a scarf wrapped around it that says, I'm not lost. If you need me, take me. That's awesome. Wasn't that cool? I love that. And, you know, kindness and love are, like, pretty much the most fragile things. And hate and all that other bitter stuff, it's it's so strong. Mm-hmm. And prevalent, but, unfortunately. But love and kindness win out in the end. They do. They, they honestly do. And it doesn't cost a damn penny to be nice nope. to somebody, nope. you know? It might be the only kindness somebody sees in a long time. So... Pay it forward. Start a pay it forward, guys, yep. you know? Hand a candy bar to somebody who looks like they could use it. Or just something as simple as giving someone a smile. Exactly. You know, I used to pay tolls for people when they were only like a buck or so. Oh, really? And they don't let you do that anymore. And it's all automated here. They oh, take that's a picture true. Like of the your easy pass toll gate. Or, something. Yeah. or your toll gate. They take a picture of your tailgate, your license plate. But yeah, I mean, I used to, if the toll was a dollar, I'd hand the guy five and say, here. For, like, for the next couple of people? No, I'd right. say, find somebody who looks like they need a smile and tell Aww. them, you know, and I'm sure that they see hundreds of oh, people I'm pass sure. through there, and not everybody's going to be smiling and happy in life. Somebody's probably going to see a dying relative. Right, or going to a funeral. Or maybe they lost their kids and they're going to visit them in CPS custody. I mean, be kind, people. You, you never know. know what the hell people are going through, you know? Yep. Anyway, right. that's another episode. I think we were on episode 42. Okay. You say so. I, I, I keep track of these things. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't. And guys who uh, gave us Passover stuff, um, we're going to save that. Um, we'll post that around Passover time, which is spring. Yep. And next week will be Thanksgiving. Well, it'll be post-Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving episode. What's funny is everybody kept reminding me that, that our pub was closed on Thursday, which it... Don't make a shit difference to me because I don't work Thursdays anyway. That's my one day off. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, it's going to be a walk. Um, I had planned on a Walking Dead marathon because I haven't seen the new season yet. So uh -huh. I was going to binge watch. Um, but my poor grandma don't have nobody to spend Thanksgiving with. My family sucks. I, I, I don't even know what to tell you. Oh, man. I have all these cousins. She has two sons and... Yes, I'm going to eat Thanksgiving with my grandma because I love her. Good for you. I'm even going to get out of my jammies. It means that much to me. Good for you. And then I'll start my marathon when I get back. <laughs> and I work Friday, but I work for myself, so I could probably sleep in if I want. Walking Dead marathon. There you are. Anybody who wants to discuss Walking Dead, let me in on it. But not the new episodes because I have to get no to No spoilers, no, no spoilers. No spoilers, no spoilers. Though Judith goes from being, I think, 
two and a half years old to being some badass, you know, eight or nine year old little girl. No idea what you're talking about. I know. You should start watching it. Anyway, guys, we love y'all. It's fun to do this. We never know how it's going to end up. It's and always a shit show we, and we're always we happy. Before we on another tangent. And guess what? The numbers didn't turn white. I know. And we only stopped once and that's because you had the damn paper. Well, you know what? Hey, hey mistakes have, have been made. You can fix that. them. All right. We love you guys. Talk to y'all soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.